It's 1900. It's Friday night. That means it's time for God Country Coffee. We have a great guest tonight. And before we get started, though, I am going to go through my usual stuff. Um, first, we want to thank all of our sponsors. Uh, Frank Mantua with Crayons Ready to Eat. Uh, Ashley and Julia Williams with Legacy Farms Coffee. Brian Stacy at TriconFit.com. And Chris Shivers, who's our partner with our white label uh, program with uh, CraveCoffee.com. And uh, if you want to look up any of those, you'll have to come back to this uh, shortly. And uh, because I'm going to take their names off here as soon as we get into our, our broadcast. Uh, also going to continue to plug um, the fundraiser for, I don't even know how to do this, but we're, we're, we're going to try. Um Thanks, Joseph. Appreciate it. Uh, our friend Brian Stacy, his wife, has got cancer. She's been fighting cancer. Uh, she almost slipped away a couple of times over the last couple of uh, weeks where, where they've been down in, uh, at, a, at a very specialized hospital in Mexico, uh, in Tijuana. And um, they, uh, Brian left his job to go do this. Uh, he had to take care of his wife. And, uh, and so, uh, I'm going to put the, uh, give link in the comments over here. And, uh, should you feel moved to, uh, to take a look at that? I urge you to, uh, and I urge you to give, and if you can't give the man, you could do so much for us by sharing that message. Um, they're great people of God. They're very, very strong believers. Um, and, Coach Brian is probably one of the best in the industry. He's got certifications that are probably on a list as long as he is tall. And um, he's just a great individual to work with. And I've worked with him for a long time. Uh, the products don't, the, Brian, put the products in the comments because I always get them wrong. But I take one of the appetite suppressant. I just started taking it. And it's really incredible. Like if I take it first thing in the morning, I don't want to eat till like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And so Brian actually had me uh, scale that down a little bit because he said that's too extreme. Uh, and so I'm taking a little bit less than what it recommends uh, so that I don't uh, uh, don't overdo it, you know, because you, you got to have nutrition if you're going to function right. So that being said, uh, tonight our guest is a... Marine Ranger Army guy. I know he's a Marine and I think he was in the Army too, but he did EOD. And, uh, you know, there's something to be said about people who intentionally uh, join the EOD ranks. And if you know what that means, that's uh, it's explosive ordnance disposal. Uh, and, and so, anyway, 
Uh, if anybody's ever seen the movie The Hurt Locker, uh, that's what Odie did, and, and that, that's what those guys do. And so, anyway, I'm going to bring him on, and while he's doing that, I'm going to be doing some stuff in the background. I'm going to continue to share the podcast in other places. But this is a great story about somebody who sacrificed everything, lost everything, and came back with God and coffee. So, great story. Hang tight. Without any further ado, here's my guest, Stephen O'Donnell. What's up, my brother? How are you? How you doing tonight? I am doing well, sir. Thank you very much for having me on the show this evening. I appreciate it. This is a great honor for for not only for myself, but for my team and for Master Blaster Coffee. Yeah, uh, well, I, if I'm just gonna say, man, that you know, it, that I live in Texas for a reason, and, it, and all that smoke coming out of your nose and your mouth. Um, is exactly why I live in South Texas. <laughs> yes, I get it. I get it. I don't live in Illinois or New York or anywhere up north. Uh, well, it, north was it was either I stand with these in the background or I sit in my truck and then you guys just look at the inside of my truck because I didn't want to do this on, inside the house because, you know, I've been with my father for uh, since late May, early April, and I'll explain that later. But, you know, his health took a uh, turn. Uh, he's doing better now, but he's in there watching NCIS and he's got the damn volume on like, you know, theater, theater size volume. So uh, we'd be hearing that in the background if I was inside doing this. So here we are. Yeah. So uh, while we get this started, um, I'm going to do some stuff in the background. It's not that I'm not paying attention. I'm just going to continue to share our podcast to other platforms sure. uh, so that people can can get a, you know, the I mean, the, the first part is I try to slide in nice and easy. That way people don't miss the meat of, of the, the content that we have lined up tonight. Um, so while we get started, do, miss, do us a favor, introduce yourself. Tell us uh, where you were born and raised, where you grew up, and uh, what led you to join the military. All right. So uh, to start off with, I was born and raised right here in Chicagoland area, just uh, not currently in the suburb that my dad lives in at the moment. Uh, when I was growing up, I had uh, a mom that was diagnosed with uh, scleroderma which led to, you know, interesting uh, transitions as, as a child for myself. Um, I didn't really cope with it very well, screwed around a lot in school. And uh, I got to the point when uh, I met a Marine Corps recruiter who's still a friend of mine. Uh, that's when I decided to join the Marine Corps. So in 1991, I went in the Marine Corps and uh, it's been service in some capacity since then, for the most part, uh, for 30 years. I mean, uh, I just had a buddy of mine and I uh, got together back in September because that was the 30 year mark of when we left for boot camp in 2021. So, uh, That's awesome. yeah, I got three siblings. Uh, mom passed uh, eight years ago. Dad's here by himself. Uh, God put me right where I needed to be in order to help him with his health since October. He's on the mend. So uh, things are going good. No complaints anymore. Well, no, no complaints at the moment. Let's put it that way. God's got a plan. So we're figuring it out. <laughs> we're figuring we it out. We not complain, but we still will, right? <laughs> so, you know, uh, the 9th Corps recru Recruiting District, 9th Marine Corps Recruiting District sent me to uh, uh, to, uh, to uh, San Diego. So I was a West Coast Marine for the, for, for the most part. Uh, after schools, uh, my archers were breaking down on me. They didn't send me to the grunts like I wanted to go. They sent me to the air wing. Uh, I was a cryogenics guy for a while. My last two years in, uh, I was a marksmanship instructor as an additional duty. I got out, went to, uh, went to did some civilian jobs here and there, uh, went to college, played too much rugby, and then decided to join the Army in uh, August of 99. 
And that's when I went into EOD. So why is there a Marine Corps flag in the background if you join the Army? Because I that was first, and that is always. And I have an Army flag, and I'll put it up when I do my 22 a day for push-ups when it's the Army's birthday. Ah, okay. <laughs> the, Marine, the Marine Corps taught me how to freaking survive combat. The Army, the, the Marine Corps taught me how to survive combat. The Army taught me how to do my Army, the EOD job in combat. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, so you were Army then. You weren't Marine Corps, but the Marine Corps, you were you were attached to them. No, I was in the Marines from 1991 to 96. I did one okay. year inactive reserve uh, on active uh, in 96. I got out off active duty in the Marine Corps in 96, and then I joined the Army in 99. And I didn't have okay. to go through boot camp for the Army because I was still within that three-year gap uh, after you get off active duty, where my time in Marine Corps boot camp still counted towards going to uh, towards the Army's re requirements. Okay. Now I get it. Now I get it. Okay. Glad we can provide that and clarification. <laughs> I'm still sharing. Uh, I'm still sharing this thing everywhere, man. I, your story is so unique. I just want to get it everywhere that I can. Um, and so I, Oh, I don't want that. I don't know who that is. Okay. I think I have it shared everywhere. So uh, let me just check my personal. Cause I don't know if it went to my regular profile. No, how did how do I do that? I gotta share it from I gotta share it from uh third day coffee Seguin. I gotta share it from there. I think. Yeah. Okay, one more share, guys, and then we're gonna we're gonna okay, here we go. I think that shared it. I think that's it. Okay, shared to my profile. Okay. All right. And then um, we've already got some comments here. Joseph Allen Bartlett from the other one. Uh, Barnett, he's a, he's a guy that I met a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, he's watching on LinkedIn. And uh, we've got some people watching on YouTube. Awesome. And so that's pretty awesome. And, um, and then I'm going to go over here because I like to have all the screens up so that I can see comments and stuff like that. Um, okay. So let me take this off of here. And uh, somebody said, hi, I don't know who this is. This is your friend. Oh no. I lost Odie. There he is. He's back. Hang on. Whoop. All right. Big gorilla fingers, small keys. My bad, man. Sorry about that. It's all good. <laughs> Frank Semper Fi and uh, Melissa. Thank good to see you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, I was checking yeah. chat, and then I screwed it up. So I'll just stop looking at chat. I, it's not, it's not populating on my screen. I don't know how to mess with it, and I don't want to screw it up again. So I'll just go with yeah. it. My brother Joseph, who is watching from LinkedIn, uh, this is his. Uh, he says he thanks for. He's also military, so uh, you know he's a great, great guy that uh, does a lot of stuff out of the out of the kindness of his heart. Man, he's a good man too. Uh, which is how you and I got got linked up together uh, initially. So let me go back over here real quick because I want to change the brand now. Again, if you want to know who our sponsors are, please hit us up. Uh, Crayons Ready to Eat, Legacy Farms Coffee, Tricon Fit, and uh, Crave Coffee. Crave Coffee. I'm gonna I'm gonna share that link here shortly because um, that is what once we get done with this episode, you'll. You'll know how to jump on board and do your own 
um, white label coffee through our partner website uh, because I'm not going to have that part of the business on my regular website. You'll go to Crave Coffee, who's my partner, and you'll log on through there, and that's how we'll work the, you know, work the um, um, white label stuff. So once you were in the army, once you had done playing <laughs> Marines and you were in the army, yes. and they taught you how to play with bombs, then did you pick that rate, or did they pick it for you? So uh, going into the army, based on the timeline, I had to take the ASVAB over again, and maybe I got hit properly on the rugby field or something, but I scored higher on the ASVAB that time. The next time, uh, <laughs> maybe it was probably just the time in the Marine Corps. So um, I scored higher on the ASVAB. They tried to give me the Fab Five, you know, infantry, artillery, blah blah blah, combat engineer, whatever, you know. And uh, I said, what else do I rate, or what else do I qualify for? They offered me UAV, uh, like pilot slash mechanic, uh, which at the time prior to the, the global war on terrorism was like something brand new. Uh, they were just getting themselves into it. Um, wasn't really interested in that. Uh, so the next one was explosive ordnance disposal. And I asked the master sergeant, I said, is that bomb squad? He goes, yep. I said, done. Sign me up. <laughs> but why? <laughs> Because uh, much like everything else in life, when, you know, you build up a freaking demo shot and you get that one, sp one split second of freaking awesomeness when you get the mushroom cloud after you blow something up, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. I mean, you get to play with explosives, blow stuff up, you know, diffuse bombs, uh, great kit, great guys, guys and gals I've worked with throughout the years. Um, you know, as I expand upon the story, we talk about it, you know, there's, there's some unique things that have come down my, have, have been put, presented in front of me based on God helping out, uh, that I never would have been able to do had I not been an EOD guy with my background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, I, I'm sorry, but that's just nuts. Um, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> well, you know, I say that, but you know, after that movie, the hurt locker came out, uh, it was, uh, I don't know, man. I was like, wow, that's cool. Like, I want to go learn how to defuse bombs, you know? Right. And, um, but you know, so I was, uh, uh, I was home on leave between deployments when that movie came out and I oh, went really? and saw it with, my, with my two sisters and my dad and my, my youngest sister was her boyfriend at the time who is now her husband. Uh, they've been married for, I, I forget how many years now and they got two kids, but point being is, is, Rural town down by Champaign-Urbana where University of Illinois is where I went down to hang out with my parents on R&R. &R. We went to go see the movie, and there are certain parts of that movie where I'm the only one. Everybody else in the freaking movie theater is just like they're on the edge of their seat, and I am the only one laughing hysterically in the theater because of – because I mean, and don't get me wrong. The only good thing that I, that I walked away from from that movie was – the fact that it, it provided that off factor to people that have no idea what that job's about. None. Right. You know, my siblings, my sisters were at points, they were crying, you know, tears coming out of our eyes. Not, not, I'll say like weeping or whatever the case may be, but it was um, providing that, that shock and awe factor to, to the civilian populace, as far as what we do in the military, specifically EOD, but any job, I mean, every job in the military is dangerous at some point in time, you got to go through training. Yeah. You know, yeah. and training accidents happen all the time. Yeah, that is so true. I, um, 
when I was doing a lot of stuff with um, Fisher House and Prowess House there here at Fort Sam, um, you know, that's where all the injured soldiers go uh, when they're attached to the hospital uh, recovering. And I met a young man there named Tom Janus, and he was EOD, Army EOD. And uh, he, they, I guess a Humvee had hit a wire and pulled uh, an IED out of the ground. And it, it, he's, they, if I remember correctly, and I hope I'm telling this properly, but he said the thing bounced out of where it was, went across the road, hit the road, bounced like twice, rolled into a ditch, and then came to rest. And he said all the training that, that, you know, EOD receives told him that it was probably okay to approach at that point. And okay. so he approached it and they set it off remotely. Yeah. And, yeah. and he, he lost, uh, he lost part of his leg on one side. The other side was in the halo rings with shrapnel all. He had shrapnel from his head to his toe that they removed out constantly over the next couple of years. Uh, he lost most of his, of one hand. He had two fingers left Yep. and, uh, great attitude, you know, absolutely great attitude. Uh, but I got to meet him and, and, uh, I mean, that's the real deal. And so when you see him, that's, you know, because he would even tell you that sometimes that suit that they, that you see in the movie, I mean, what that's going to do is just keep the body parts together. If bond that, goes. That's exactly what our thought process is, because depending on the size of the, uh, of the device that we're working on, uh, we probably, we may not survive. Yeah. And so, so it's a very unique, uh, field, I guess you could say, well, uh, no. If you if you give me a second, yeah. just just based on the fact that you brought that up, and you're talking about your friend who was EOD that was injured uh, doing the job over there, uh, I'd like to say that Master Blaster Coffee is a proud sponsor of the EOD Warrior Foundation, which helps out uh, injured EOD technicians from all four branches of service, men and women. Uh, they helped out the Gold Star family members. They provide scholarships for the children. I mean, just amazing work that they do down there. Uh, the director uh, or the director that I talked to down there, Melissa Tackett, she's just phenomenal. Um, we're looking forward to actually working with them. And, uh, you know, we'll, we're jumping into every, almost every single opportunity we can with them as far as their events and we'll figure it out. So absolutely. I just so want to throw that out there for them. Back up a little bit there because sure. uh, I definitely want to, I want to hit all that, but, um, and more actually, but, um, when you got out of the service, how long did you stay in the army? All right. From 99 to 2007. Okay. And then I went straight. I did some, I did a couple jobs. Uh, I was even doing a UXO job, which is a surface subsurface clearance uh, of uh, former military bases that they're the government, federal government stream back over to the States of clear, you know, so we clear that area to make sure that there's no explosive hazard when the gov federal government turns that area back over to the state, that property back over to the state for their control. Um, but then I got on a contract with, uh, um, I worked on a co uh, contracting company that sent me back to Iraq in 2008. And I was on what we called the Fox team project. And, um, that was us proving to the United States army that, uh, you could build with specialized skill sets, the group of us, uh, still a ton of brothers that I talk to and stay in touch with, uh, all the time. Um, we were maybe basically taking real time Intel uh, and get and building target packages and then going after bomb making cells and then putting them out of business. 
back in 2008. You're showing the pr proof of concept to the United States Army. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and and insane, slightly insane. But you know <laughs> what? There's a, there's a special breed of men and women that uh, that do that. And I'm so glad that we have people like you that did it. Um, I walked. I I'm not a hero, but I walked in. I had the honor of walking next to some of them. I'll just say that. Yeah. So after this insanely intense job that you had in the military, yeah, um, you were able to get out and just go right back to normal, right? Oh, absolutely not. So <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did contracting in 2008. I came home. Uh, tried to you know worked a different a couple different jobs, uh, mobile training teams that we were. We were bouncing around the, the country. I worked for um, AT Solutions, which Ken Folk owned at the time. And Ken Folk now is, uh, uh, he does a lot of things, but he, he started uh, uh, Boulder Crest, which helps out veterans with PTSD in uh, retraining. Um, great, great organization as well. We, uh, I went back to, uh, and personal events happened, you know, uh, but I went back to Afghanistan in 2010, 11, and 12. And then, then I was completely done after that for as far as deployments going overseas. So I was working with the uh, first special forces group in, uh, in Herat in Afghanistan for the first six months of that time over there. I came back for 28 days. And then the last group was uh, Marsoc out of uh, Camp Pendleton. So the Raiders. Holy cow, man. That's insane, dude. That's crazy. crazy. Just had fun. Just had fun. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because if you if you remember the movie, he came back and he wasn't home that long, and he was like, "I gotta go, I gotta go." I gotta I, go. You know, so the tra let's make the transition into this and talk about PTSD because that's exactly Absolutely. what it is. It's the adrenaline junkiness in you. It's the the need to you only feel good about yourself if you're in that chaotic environment. Uh, and I can only say this based on back in this last year, May or June. Uh, based on things that have that transpired from October, November of uh, 2020 up to May and June of, of last year, that's when I decided that, you know, I, I had to go, I needed to seek help. Um, uh, my best friend saved my life. She, she accepted me back in the sense of conversing with her and talking with her. And uh, that was God working through her to help save my life. And then I made the decision to move forward with, uh, with my own mental health. So I went in July 1st for a mental health assessment. I went to TBI assessments. I went to freaking uh, substance abuse assessments. Uh, you know, I did, I did the full gamut. And by the 20, I want to say it was the 28th of July. I had my first session with my therapist and 18 weeks later, I feel much better about things. Um, I still have every day's, you know, brings its unique, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unique, uh, circumstances. Yeah challenges circumstances all of that yes thank you for that yeah. and uh you know uh just everything i learned from my my therapy and having three people that were very that are still very close to me that that i talk to almost every day going through my therapy um those three angels that god provided me still staying in touch with them every day now is is a blessing so absolutely um, um, i mean i, I just sent you a book today yes uh, and uh if you if you're listening and you can relate to what odie's talking about with the ptsd uh not only get help but go back to my last um 
podcast with Virginia Cruz. She's a clinician. That's what she does. She's a combat veteran. She came home, had the same thing, struggled. She said, I know I'll go back to theater and that'll fix it. And uh, she went back to theater and it didn't fix it. And she came home and then she said, I know I got to go again. And so she made it, you know, and so you're you're hitting a, you're hitting a, a very valid point because especially when we're, we've been in Iraq and Afghanistan for 20 years, you know, by the time we finally pulled out and I don't even want to get into that, but uh, the point of the matter is, is that that provided 20 years of those of us that are junkies for for combat to go back and forth on a regular basis, depending on the jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, um, I have never served in combat. And so I cannot relate. Uh, the only thing I ever had thrown at me, man, or hurled at me or shot at me was, you know, a whiskey glass or something uh, at the EM club. And, um, and the I only sand I ever hit was down there in La Jolla beach, man, drinking a six pack as the sun went down. So um, I, I didn't, you know, I have a, a lot of, it's ironic that most of my friends today are all guys who went over there and I can't relate to that part, but right. I, I do have a way to talk to people when they, when they feel like they have no hope. And I think that's part of it. You know, you get to a situation where you can't understand, you can't fix yourself because we're used to guys are, I think are worse than women because we're like, ah, just suck it up, you know? And uh, it's hard for I, us I, to ask for help. I think so. The, the interesting thing about PTSD is, is that it all relates to each individual's personal experiences. My PTSD is different than anybody else's PTSD because it relates and it's imprinted specifically on me and what I went through. Yeah. You know, and what you, uh, saw and, and what you did, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, that, I, I tell you, there were times uh, going through therapy when I get off therapy and I'm talking to you know one of my friends, uh, and I'm crying, she's crying, everything, all of it, just, just you know, just it's just it's you have to unload and you have to regroup, and uh, I do 22 a day to bring awareness to suicide, not just for veterans, but for first responders as well. You know, they're hit, they're, they're being hit just as hard as we are right now uh, with the numbers, as far as suicide rates. And uh, those of us that have stood up for something bigger than ourselves that stand for this country, even if it's just a small community, it's still part of the country, you know, and it is tough and you have to, you know, I only made it through it because I gave 150% of it every day. Every day I was going through therapy, I gave it 150%. You know, and having my three angels definitely helped me out. Well, and definitely. taking that first step, man, knowing that you needed help yeah. to ask for it is well, like monumental. Well, and we'll get into it. You and I will talk about, you know, you talked about all the sacrifice. And did yeah. I sacrifice for myself? Yes. Or for the country, basically by what I did? Yes. But there are those that have sacrificed more. There uh, are. There always there are. are. But, it, you know, again, my situation is unique to me. Um, I don't judge anybody else's PTSD or what they've gone through or what their triggers are or whatever the case may be. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's unique to each individual. Having the understanding of that always helps you with other people as far as trying to lift them up, because how do we make ourselves feel better by helping others and lifting them up as well? That's in the teachings. Um, you know, getting to the point where I was living on a high and then circumstances started happening and I started spiraling down back into freaking another, you know, flare up of PTSD, uh, which ultimately all, it almost ended my life. That I almost, I almost sucked started my own pistol. And yeah. if my best friend hadn't, re- hadn't, 
accepted my invitation, I would be gone. You know, it's, I, I just, it's so important that people hear that because you're standing here and you're not just surviving, you're thriving. And I am I, now, I but it's been a long road. I want to move into this in steps because uh, sure. the way I, I wrote up your, your thing on, um, on the, on the, on the uh, stream yard was uh, somebody who sacrificed everything, lost everything, and then came back with God and coffee. So, so October, it, October, November, late October, early November of 2020, um, I found out that I had three guys that I had served with overseas. They weren't EOD, but guys that I knew that had I'd worked with over there that had committed suicide. And then December was the one or two, it was this, what was it? The one year anniversary of another teammate of mine that had committed suicide. Uh, then in January, because I'm already going down that toilet bowl and, and start projecting on others and not taking ownership of my own freaking problems and blah, blah, blah. As we, it, and the thing about PTSD is you start reverting inward instead of freaking when you should be there opening up to people and talking to them, you actually do the complete opposite of that. And that's exactly what I was doing. And it was leading me down a really bad rabbit hole. Uh, I got, I screwed up and I got uh, popped for a misdemeanor DUI. The next, th then three weeks later, uh, the apartment complex I was living in in Missouri freaking burnt to the ground. 43 units were displaced. I lost everything. So and at the point, at that point, I'm, I'm like, everything that I owned was in that apartment. All my kit stuff from that I had from overseas, my, my gun, my personal freaking effects, my phone, my wallet, all my IDs, everything. Uh, you know, I, I was having problems with my own identity at the time. Now I worked through that through therapy because the materialistic things that I've lost don't, they don't define me as a man. They don't define me as a man, but you know, the fire happened in February. Then by March, I broke off my relationship because I was a jackass. Uh, and then I quit my job in April. I resigned. I went to Texas, tried to do some stuff down there. I went to Arizona and then I came back here to my dad's. And that's when, uh, <laughs> very funny story, uniquely enough, uh, my best friend called me when I was on my way back from Arizona to here to Chicago. And I was in Rosarita, uh, New Mexico. And, and, chewed my ass for everything that I had screwed up and all the bullshit that I was doing because of my, because I was out of control, absolutely out of control with my freaking, my, uh, my, my PTSD. And I thought about that for the next 15, 16 hours as I drove home. And then a couple weeks later, when I get back here to my dad's, cause I I'm homeless at this point. So I come back home to my dad's and I'm living here, uh, through a couple within a couple weeks after that is when I reached out to her and I, I apologized and I said, I need, I, we just need to talk. I need to take ownership of this. I need, I need help. And we talked, uh, we've done an amazing amount of healing. Uh, she's been a godsend. My, uh, my other two angels have been godsends. Um, you know, I just, I couldn't have done it without them. And, you know, one, two ladies and one man were my three angels and every single one of us have, have, have had our own form of PTSD yet. They helped lift me up and help me understand and help me pull through all of this. So, um, that's when I started uh, mental therapy or went for the mental health assessment in, in, uh, July, beginning of July, July 1st is when I went there. So 
I'm gonna yeah. get I'm gonna get emotional about talking about this stuff. Sorry, it's, it's just no man. I mean that that you're suppressing my emotions real. for 20 years has been kicking my ass. So I now I'm just like a I'm like a teenager learning emotions for the first time. <laughs> you're, so you're, you're being real, brother, and people will always resonate with that. It's always you, uh, it makes you you know people see your honest true self. And you can't compete with that, man. People who hide behind stuff, they can't compete with that kind of, um, you know, when, when you throw it all out there, man, you wear it on your sleeve. Dude. It's exactly what but we, what we should be doing, but we're taught as a culture not to do, right? Yeah. Especially, well, you know, military. it's funny that you mentioned that because through the therapy, uh, it's learning how to deal with the stuck points and learning how to get past it. And it was cog cognitive uh, behavioral therapy. And, you know, you have to you have to go back in time and all these things that I did when I was active duty, whether it was the Marine Corps, or the Army, combat tours or not, all these crazy things that I have survived and I've done. Uh, I should be proud of that. And to be honest with you, I am. It's part. It's made me who I am today. I am proud of those things. I've survived so much. Uh, but the biggest thing that I am proud of is the fact that I survived mental health therapy and I actually got myself better so because I have so much to live for moving forward. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Absolutely, you do. Um, this is my friend Joseph Barnett, man. He's on. Uh, he's watching on LinkedIn, and uh, he's a. Uh, if I remember correctly, he's also Army, uh, but he might correct me if if I'm wrong. But he, <laughs> I got you. He might be one of your your green suits. I don't know. Um. So you lose every single stinking thing that you own in a fire, and this person who clearly still loves you very much as a person um, berates you to no end because you needed to hear it at that time. I deserved every single minute of it. I totally and, did. <laughs> That's and the then point. you get back, and it, I don't think it was much longer after we did the first post in the Vetpreneur Tribe for, um, for the white label stuff. I think it was not long after that. Um, and so the only reason I'm bringing all those things up, the way they happen to you is because um, God puts things in front of us sometimes. Yes, he does. And, and because we're stupid, <laughs> sometimes we try to crawl over the walls that he puts in front of us. Yeah. And uh, absolutely. sometimes we get clever and we go around them. Uh, but on the way around, you know, we, something falls on us and smashes our finger or, you know, or our foot or, uh, something else. And so we, we keep running around into things before we understand that, Hey, you know, uh, he's, he's trying to move me in this direction. And, uh, yeah. I was, I was the hardest uh, person to learn that lesson, man. It, I was 45 years old before, before I surrendered my life. And, and, and even after I surrendered, man, I, I still did some running, man. I, I, made mistakes and I kept, I was like, well, yeah, there, I, I can't, I don't understand why I can't get past this. I, I'll go over it, you know, and I'll figure a way to get over this. Cause you know, sure. I'm not going to get beat, man. That's and, the bullheadedness in us. That's what we do from time to time because we can't accept what, like you said, we can't accept what's put in front of us. Now I, through all this, I'm going to just say this through all this, uh, sacrifice, everything lost everything, but I have, because of blessings that he has provided me and things that he's put in front of me that I have not climbed over. Uh, 
I am where I am today and I am so much better off now than I was in the last 20 years. Amen to that, man. So, so that's going to lead us in. I'm just going to say this. I am not the, I'm not pushing, I don't push my faith on people. I don't, uh, and what I, what I mean by that is this, is my personal relationship with God is mine and I am very, I feel very strong in it. I make references to it. Uh, I pray for people all the time. I pray for myself all the time, but I pray for others first before I pray for myself because I like to be, I like to be humble in moving forward that way. Um, but all these blessings, meeting you, working on the white bag program, us eventually la launching, you know, we didn't launch when we wanted to, which was veterans day in November, uh, 2021. Yeah. I, and the big dumb gorilla didn't lose his shit. I just rolled with the flow, you know, yeah. and then we launched on December 14th and that's been kicking your butt for the last two months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it has. And I want to talk, uh, so, um, uh, we're going to lead into this part now because uh, there's a big, so <clears throat> my business exists because God put people in front of me uh, for me to have a business. Uh, I, I, I don't come from a, you know, I wasn't a, I didn't go to college like everybody else. I went to the military and then I got a job when I got out, you know, like the rest of us do. Um, and I wasn't an officer. So I, I, I didn't go to school. Right. And uh, even when I got out of the service, I tried to go to school for a little while and, and it just didn't take because I, you know, I mean, I had trouble transitioning out of the service, not for the same reasons anybody else did, but just because even if you don't go to combat, the military does something to your way you think. Yeah. And there's so, no programming. Yeah. And so when you leave that, it's not that easy to assimilate to culture. No, you know, it's not. Like it was before you went to the military. Right. And, um, Anyway, I, I, I did a lot of running, uh, but God put this business in front of us for several reasons. And I don't know how it's going to play off because only God knows where this leads you, where it leads me, where it leads my other customers. O only God knows where that's going. But yes. I just know that without him, I never would have been able to put this business in front of anybody. Sure. And so, uh, I mean, I, I met the guy who owns the farm in Honduras. I mean, yep. you know, so, and, and he turns out to be a great Christian man who loves the Lord and, and, uh, came to me at a time that I was praying for divine appointments. And so at a time where I didn't know what we were going to do with the business, uh, you know, we decided to do the white label program. And so actually you were one of the first people who reached out. Uh, but then, but then we didn't, we didn't talk for a long, well, we did talk, but we just didn't do much for a while. Uh, and, and clearly master blaster was doing a lot of stuff in the background. Uh, I have been accused of knowing more people than the common cold. That's always been that. That's always been that way. So <laughs> it, it is. Know, I, uh, I told you, I told you this was going to go crazy and, uh, and no, you know, no, no specific reference to bomb squad, but it did blow up when we freaking launched it. It has. You know, it, and I, I, I I'm, even, so, I'm so grateful for all the support that the, the community has been bringing to, to master blaster coffee. I really am. And my partners, I have amazing partners. They, I have the, probably the best team that I could possibly hope for, uh, as far as my partners go, um, in moving forward with this, this company. So, as we start talking about the business, I'm going to throw this up there. There it is. And uh, I'm going to see about, there we go. 
So, there you go. Uh, I'm jealous, man. I, I'm not going to even lie to you. That's a beautiful logo. Yeah, thank uh, you. You know, you've got the, you, you stick to your roots with the Master Blaster, right? The EOD. Yeah. Uh, you've got the bomb that's got the coffee bean in it. Yep. Uh, you've got the canteen style cup, like the yep, World that's War the II in the Vietnam era. That's the shield from the, from the, uh, from the badge. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then you've got the coffee exploding out of the top of it. Uh, and, and I, I, I'm not even going to lie to you and try to tell you, I thought it was a great idea from day one. When you first sent me the initial idea with the initial graphics and I still have them, uh, I was like, man, that's a terrible name for coffee. And, um, Man, did you make a fool out of me on that? Because even no. before you designed this one, even with your old logo, yeah. Um, and and the uh, I don't think we ever used the one before the one we're no. using right now. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Uh, but it was just a concept. But um, yeah, so so this is uh, it's just a. I mean, look at that logo, people. I mean, that's that's just. So I gotta, I gotta, awesome. I gotta give props. I gotta give props where it's where it's due. Jr. My uh, two of my partners are a husband and wife team, and they reached out to somebody that they they knew, uh, and this is the product that they came up with. And I am, we are all ecstatic about it. It's just, you know, it's uh, people are, I mean, orders have been coming in uh, crazy for you since uh, just since Tuesday when we when we really uh, you know debuted this new logo. So, absolutely, you yeah. know, and so I. So let's talk about that for a little while now. So, so here's how this went down. I get a call from Odie and, uh, and he sounds like a Marine on the phone. And, um, and so, uh, he said, well, listen, you know, I, and, and at the time I wasn't charging a minimum. He's like, no, well, I think we want to give you a minimum investment. And, um, I'm not going to give specific numbers unless, you know, if Odie wants to talk about it, that's fine. But, uh, it, it was a sizable initial investment for what I was doing at the time, uh, with other veterans. Um, and we were talking about coffee. And so, uh, I only opened this up to veterans initially. And I said, you know, I'm not going to do minimums and I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. Um, and, uh, I'm going to put this, uh, while we're talking about this, this is Lydia Stark. Um, and she is, uh, watching on the God country coffee uh, yep. podcast page. And, um, and so anyway, we, we, uh, Steve said, Hey, listen, this is what we want to do for initial investment. How much, how many bags of coffee is that going to get me? I said, well, it's going to do this many. And the initial idea was I was going to do all this coffee and send it to him and him and his partners were going to distribute it however they were going to do it. And so that was the initial game plan. And I was like, that's great. You know, for me, from a standpoint of where I was at, I'm like, hey, man, I stuffed the coffee in the bag and out the door it goes. I'm done. Sure. And so um, and then and then we got the first delay and he's like, man, we're not ready to do this yet. I'm like, OK, no problem, man. I mean, you know, the coffee's yours. And I had already set a bag aside, but my regular customers, you know, I still had to service them. And so from the time that Odie paid me. Until we actually launched. I went through about three or four more orders of, of 150 pound coffee bags. And uh, fortunately I didn't touch the money he gave me because when they finally said, Hey, we're going to launch. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go get the coffee just in case they actually do. And so um, I went up to Kansas and I got more coffee than I needed. 
And I came home and sure enough, December 14th, they pulled the trigger. And I'm still not really, I don't know this guy, right? I don't, I don't know Stephen O'Donnell from Adam. I, I've had lots of conversations with him. We've talked on the phone a lot. No, we had we had conference calls with the, the my partners, the team. Yeah. Uh, when when I said I want to do this with you, you sent me, uh, t you know, you sent me uh, your coffee so that I could taste it because I told you I didn't want to get into business with you if I if the coffee was crap. Obviously, that's yeah. not the case because uh, <laughs> it's delicious coffee. And you know, as as the co owner of the of the business and the front of the front man for Master Blaster Coffee, I drink it every day. Yeah. I just put in another order for more six more bags. Yeah, yeah, they just went so, out today. Please continue. I'm sorry. I wanted to wanted to throw those points out there because it was uh, it's it's a unique part of the story for us. It, it is. So um, we were working like like I say, our white label program yeah. has been evolving, and Stephen is Stephen will always be a customer, you know, that we service in a unique way because um, he basically worked all the kinks out of the white label program. Um, we had an idea, uh, you know, the, the roasting was never really an issue. It was a lot of logistics that we worked through a lot of, how do we do this? How do we do that? You know, what bags are we going to use? You know, if I got to get them out within three days, we're going to have to use this bag or, if, you know, and so we had a lot of, um, administrative and logistic things that we had to work through. Um, but then we launched, and yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. <clears throat> and um, my son was living with us here at the time, and he was a blessing because uh, I kind of, you know, I was taking time on the weekends at that point because my wife was stressed out, and so was I. And so I would spend time with the family. I would shut the business down Friday at five o'clock, and I wouldn't look at it again until until Monday. And so I go into the shop Monday, you know, and my shop is like 70 feet from my back door. And uh, I had stopped getting up at five 30 in the morning. You know, I'd get up about seven 30, eight o'clock, you know, make my coffee and, and walk out to the shop. And uh, I walked out to the shop and I hit that account and uh, I was in trouble. I mean, I was in big trouble. And so, uh, in those first few weeks, we ran out of coffee. We ran, ran out, out of bags. Yep. We yep. ran out of labels. Yep. We. <laughs> yep. That's. There yep. was a whole. I ran out of bags, shipping bags, and if, yep. for whatever reason, at that time, USPS, I couldn't even order the bags we needed. Um, right. And so, I mean, we just got slammed, and fortunately, yep. my son was here. And we, we just tore it up. I mean, I had that thing roasting, you know, pretty much 10, 12 hours a day. We were stuffing bags, getting everything out the window, out the door, boom, boom, yep. boom. Yep. Um, and, and so in a matter of, what was it? I think it was the week three that you swallowed the initial investment. Yeah. That, that we surpassed the initial investment. Yes. I believe it was. Yeah. I think the third week, three weeks, uh, after the initial investment and they had swallowed the entire initial investment and pretty much it's been a weekly thing ever since that I bill them uh, for another 50 bags or so. Yep. And so um, <laughs> and we, we wanted to run this as a beta test. And I mean, now we're over, 
we're, I mean, we're closing in on 550 units of, of coffee being sold. And it's just, I mean, the support and the, uh, just the un- unbelievable amount of support from the veteran community, the freaking first responder community, everywhere we've, we've launched uh, or put this stuff out there as far as the social media platforms has just been absolutely astounding to us. And we are so, so very grateful. We're glad everybody's pleased. Um, p- please keep coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> there's just, it, it's hard to explain because, you know, I've been in the business since 2019 and trying to get, and now granted, I worked full time when I started this business. I worked full time for the first two years yeah. uh, that we were trying to get the business going. And in that time, man, I never uh, had a product or a single product that blew up the way Master Blaster Coffee did. Yeah. And there have been many people since then that, uh, why can't I find this again? Let me find this real quick. Well, we haven't even hit 90 days yet, and we're really looking forward to seeing what we can, uh, you know, where we sit at the 90-day mark. Uh, And while you're looking that up, um, I want to tell a different part of the story, and that was, you know, we got two bags of uh, coffee to Gary Sinise uh, around the Veterans Day timeframe because we were ready to launch or we wanted to launch back then. Um, And then two weeks before we actually did launch at the beginning of – um, December, we hadn't sold a bag of coffee yet, but I reached out to EOD Warrior Foundation. I said, we want to donate all the coffee for the EOD Memorial Weekend down at Eglin Air Force Base. And since then, you know, we've been working out those logistics. Um, Master Blaster Coffee will be in attendance for that weekend for the, uh, the, for the memorial, the auction, and the ball. And uh, we really look forward to sitting down with our, the EOD community and, and really enjoying, enjoying the weekend in remembrance. So... And, you know, that's pretty big because um, it's one of the things that I was criticized, um, not so much criticized, but I was advised against by people that, I, that I've that i known for many years that are, are in business or successful. And they're like, man, you can't be given money back, you know, yet. You're not making any money to be given money away. Well, here's my look on it. First off, none of it belongs to us. It all belongs to God. Every dime that I have, every blade of grass that I walk on, on this piece of property that I've been given stewardship over. None of it belongs to me. It's all his. Right. And, um, and so it, if it's not mine, it's supposed to be used for his glory. Right. And, um, and so it's, that's really important when you start to give back uh, because it, you know, it, one, it shows where your heart is, and two, you're committed to something that is still much bigger than you are. Yeah. And and that I think that shows a lot of selflessness. Um, and a lot of us are, by nature, selfless because you don't join the military, you know, unless you've been ordered to by a judge or something like that. But you don't normally join the military. Um for selfish reasons. I mean, there's a few, you, you know, them. I know them. There's a few guys that, yeah, I'm going to go in and I'm going to go to war and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to get medals and you got a few of those guys. Uh, but a lot of guys, um, let's see what Frank, Frank's throwing in here. Uh, there you go, bro. Uh, 
Yeah, you need to reach out to uh, Frank and uh, and I guess yeah, put me gonna... look forward to putting me in touch with Frank. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, Frank's a solid golden, solid golden. I'm still trying to find this website, and I don't know why I can't find it. And uh, I I looked well, we it can, up the same way. We can use but, uh, we can use the next podcast if you ever if we ever come back. <laughs> if we yeah, ever you'll be back. if you ever invite it back, I should say you'll be I'm back. But uh, I just I want to find so the thing is, Master Blaster Coffee is the benchmark for what a white label should look like. It's how you can make money as a white label, even if you're not producing the coffee. Um, I don't I don't rip Stephen off. I don't I make a living. Um, but. You know, I'm not getting rich on every bag of coffee. I mean, that's not how you that's not how you do business. And um and you, well, you develop the networks and the relationships. Correct. And and interestingly enough, as we have as we have molded this and streamlined it throughout the last what six months or so before that, you know, or or until the day we launched or whatever, and even now since we've launched, we're consistently going back to it, looking at it, trying to streamline it even better. Uh, right. you know. Um, this relationship is not going anywhere. Uh, we're, we're very pleased in working with you. We're glad that, uh, that we have such a, a, a strong freaking um, support with, through you and your organization to help master blaster get to where we got to go. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, the, uh, the struggles that you've gone through, uh, personally and professionally, they just speak to your character. It's why I enjoy working with you. Um, Master Blaster Coffee, folks, is going to be around. Master Blaster Coffee is going to be bigger than Black Rifle one of these days. Yes, I'm going to say their name on air. Uh, and um, here we go. You're, you're, you're already you're pushing me through a door I'm not ready to go through yet, but here we go. <laughs> well, that's all right. I'm gonna if I gotta kick you through the door first, that's fine because yeah. I'm gonna be hanging onto your coattails all the way down all the way through. It, so. Well, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I just want to throw this out there, Jr. I we are blessed. Uh, I have a like I said, I have just a fine, fantastic team. My partners are absolutely amazing in their support. Um, you know, they threw the gorilla at the freaking at the piranhas in the sense of putting me out there as as the uh, the front man for the company, but it's, it's working out and we're doing great. Uh, we're very blessed to have the support that we have. Uh, you know, we couldn't have done it without you, JR. And we're just, this is, this is really good times for, for us, uh, the communities that we belong to, um, uh, everything's going well, really, really going well. So. Yeah, this is, uh, I think, let me go back and look over here, but I think this is Robert Kersey. Um, Let's see. Yep, Robert Kersey. They're doing the same thing with uh stickers. And they actually yep. are they've actually produced if you've ever bought coffee from Master Blaster, it comes with a little surprise in there for you. Uh it's not the new logo yet, but it's not yet. the We're original gangsta master blaster logo. Um and uh and so Robert Kersey Robert, I don't know why I can't see your name on here, but you need to accept StreamYard. Um and then uh, Marlene Davis, another friend of mine. Um, she's a friend of mine from church. 
And uh, this is so. This is some coffee that that she gave as a gift to somebody. Yep. Um, and so um, those are all like attaboys and wins. Um, I was really trying to find this. Oh, I know where it's at. Duh, it's right here in the banner. Oh, that's why, because I spelt it wrong. Duh. Okay, here we go. I'm going to put this in the... If you're interested in seeing about White Label, um, we have a system in place. Uh, and again, Stephen and our relationship is a little bit different, but we're hands-on. You can reach out to somebody from the website. This is my partner website. Um and if you're interested in looking in, this is a, another stream of revenue, folks. This is a way for you with a small investment to be able to make your own, you know, stream of revenue for your family, for your business, uh, to uh, another addition to your business. Um, clearly, Steve and his team are going to take this into the next level. Yes, and, we are. And I can't wait till we're standing uh you know, I don't know where you would stand because we're probably never going to go public and we're never going to sell out like other people have. But but uh, we're going to stand somewhere one day and and we're going to be far past a lot of those people uh, that are in place right now. Um, and we're going to be doing so much more for our community, for our veteran community um, and, you know, giving back to people. You know, unless you've given before, like truly given out of the love of your heart, you haven't lived. I must say that if you haven't given out of the love of your heart, I tithe every month. I don't do it because only because the Bible says to I do it because I love to do it and I pray about it before I do it. I pray when I do it. And let me tell you, nothing feels better than to give. And so um, that's something that I know that we will never stop. Do we have T-shirts? Who's asking for T-shirts? For Master Blaster, we'll be launching a T-shirt line soon. We currently we currently offer mer merchandise on our Shopify account. So uh, it's the old logos for coffee cups, mugs, tumblers, stuff of that nature. Uh, we've been we put everything on hold for the apparel based on the launching of the new new logo. Um, so and uh, you know the uh, really design the people that we use for that. Uh, they're great. They're awesome. Uh, husband, wife team, but you know, she just had knee replacement surgery. So we're going to hold off and, uh, when she's better and ready to go, then we'll, 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 uh, we'll skin that cat when we have to. And then, uh, we do have some swag Marlene. We're, uh, we're working on that too, with the same veteran owned company that, uh, master blaster is working with really designs. Um, I know this week y'all might've seen the, um, bullet tumblers, uh, that those are coming fit. out. Master Blasters, <laughs> out Master too, Blasters. <laughs> uh, and do you offer larger size gentlemen? Yes, we do, Joe. Uh, I have not small people, neither, neither, neither JR or myself are small people. I am, yeah, hey, listen, um, we're fluffy, Joe. We're, we're, we're fluffy, that's what we are. We're fluffy people. And uh, I like that word. Fat offends me. So I am. Uh, I have completely defeated the demon that is anorexia. 
And so, uh, <laughs> and that is, I'm not belittling that disease in any way, shape or form. I'm just saying me personally, I've defeated that demon, uh, and gone to the other side. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I like the word fluffy better. And so anyway, um, you can go to either one of our websites. You can go to Master Blaster and you can go to to his. He'll, they'll be adding uh, swag as they go. Right now, I think they have cups and mugs and things like that on their site. Yes. Uh, and you can also go to our site uh, for the same thing. We've got mugs and and uh, T-shirts and, you know, stickers and all kinds of stuff. Um, didn't matter which one of us you support. Uh, both of us have our heart in the same place. And uh, we we both support veteran charities. We're also supporting EOD warrior foundation uh, along with uh, master blaster coffee. And, and I'm not saying that we're just doing coffee. Like we're supporting the mission with in collaboration with master blaster coffee. Um, And because I believe in it. And then, you know, we're also my particular charity, lfmissions.org. there. It's not my personal charity. It's legacy farms charity. And uh, we're there we're doing the finishing touches on a church in the mountains of Honduras. Uh, and it's beautiful because they started to have service there. And uh, Ashley's been sending me videos. He doesn't know how to live stream or anything like that, but he sends me videos, little clips. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that's where your money goes when, when you look at us, when you buy from us. Uh, and if you're interested in the, um, I'm going to put it over here in the comments. If you're interested in the white label program, uh, you just go to this website and follow the prompts to get started to buy in. Um, and, uh, and you can follow the same, the same uh, process that, that Odie and I have, have gone through. And so um, you can see here, uh, that's the website. It's in the comments now it's everywhere. I think it's in the comments. So it's, you can come back even if you see it in the um, it's called cravecoffee.com uh, and you can go there and and you can do the same thing that 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 uh, Stephen I want to call you Chris O'Donnell I've automatically elevated you it's it's funny that you say that because he and I went we were like 30 miles apart going to high school at around the same time here in Chicago Really? Different, different high schools, yes. He he graduated from a town called Buffalo Grove, I believe, and I finished up high school further north up by the Wisconsin border, and then I went in the Marine Corps. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, but I want to tell you first off that the sacrifice that you did, the sacrifice that we all do, um, deserves – I'm not saying that we need a pat on the back, but just recognize the fact that, that people sacrifice – and it's not just those of us who join the service that sacrifice our families sacrifice too, especially those who go to combat, their families really sacrifice because doing stuff like Steve did or doing stuff like our, our special forces do those guys don't get to call home every day. They don't get to pick up a phone and say, Hey, I'm good, you know, and, and their families know what they do for a living and they know what kind of where they're at. And they see stuff on TV and then they have to sweat it out until, until the service member is allowed to, to reconnect with them. And so, you know, the sacrifices. Okay. What's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you, I'm sorry to interrupt. I want to, no, I want to no. uh, bring, I want to bring special attention to our first responders as well. One of my partners uh, spent time on the fire department and uh, I can't imagine, you know, 
I I'll deal with bombs all damn day. I'm not running into a building for a, a burning building. So, you know, I want to bring, I want to bring uh, attention to our first responders. Um, you know, I do, like I said, I do 22 pushups a day. Uh, I started that over. Uh, I was up to one day, 175, but then that account got hacked. So then I started over in a new account. Uh, I'm up to day 12. I'll get there again. But the point of the matter is, is that 22 a day suicide rates are through the roof. Uh, they may be getting better, but it's, I don't believe so. Uh, I think the numbers are a few, uh, 22 that, that applies not just to veterans that applies to first responders as well. You know, we're all, we're different communities, but we all stand for the same thing. And that's our country. And yeah. they put their, their lives in at risk every single day, just like veterans do or did. And just like military does today. So well, uh, that's very important for me to, want to share with with the uh the group and, and everybody watching here tonight so thank you for allowing I, me to say that i always tell people too that first responders actually have it worse than military because military if you go get deployed you go you, you do your deployment um and then you go home and yeah. i mean you know first responders police officers firefighters paramedics nurses they don't their deployment never ends that's yeah. what they do for a living. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I know some of us stay in the service for 20 years or whatever, but you know, your entire service is not spent in deployment, you know, active no. deployment. And so you're absolutely a hundred percent on point with that. And then the other thing too, is like losing everything, man. Um, There's a lot of people that quit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that can't recover. Um, uh, can't recover from that, you know, in, in any way, shape or form. Uh, Robert Kersey is saying he's got to run awesome podcast. Rob Kersey. Yeah. He's a, he's a jarhead. He's one of your types crayon eaters. And uh, by the way, if, if you're a crayon eater or you love a crayon eater or, you know, a crayon eater, go to crayon crayons, ready to eat.com because they are doing the pre-order right now for sales. This is the this is they're finally getting off the ground and they're going to be shipping CREs just like MREs but with crayons and they're colorable. You can color with them and then you can eat them. And That's so those, those are gonna, those are going to ship very soon. So yeah, I can, for I, can, reason, you know, I can see some of my buddies, you know, bombing me with those types of things nowadays. So it's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Well, and, and you probably need to talk to Frank because y'all need to do collaborate on something where you have a bomb, a chocolate bomb. Uh, you know, it's uh, we'll figure it out. I look yeah. forward to talking to Frank. I'm just saying you and Frank need to collaborate on that. Uh, but folks, if you're listening, please hear what Steven said about reaching a point where he knew that he needed to get it help. He needed to get help and understand that here's something I learned last week with, or two weeks ago with, with Virginia Cruz and, and with doc Jocelyn, you know, he's been on the podcast before. Here's something I learned by talking to somebody that you love. Who's got PTSD. One thing is certain. I promise you, you're not going to introduce the idea of suicide to him. You, you, by talking about it, you're not going to introduce that concept in their brain. They've already thought about it. Trust me. Uh, and so if you need help, please, please do not 
be afraid to reach out. And if you don't want to talk to me and you don't want to talk to Odie and you don't want to talk to one of your battle buddies, get a hold of Virginia Cruz. Look at my website. Go to my go to my YouTube. Look at her her episode and reach out to her. Uh, reach out to your pastor. Reach out to uh, somebody that you trust, uh, a battle buddy, whoever, you know, because that number is out of control. And the best thing that we can do is addressing it. And, and I think we, I think we're doing a terrible job. I think we're getting better at it. Um, and, and then the other thing is, you know, we've got something to, to, we have a great project to hope for. And so you now have this huge thing in front of you. You've got God that is lighting your path up. Uh, you know, you've got all these divine appointments that God has put in your life and, I thank you for coming into my life at a time where I was needing clients. I needed customers, but not just regular customers. I needed customers that thought like I did, that believed in God, that, you know, believed that business wasn't there, uh, you know, for us to take every dollar out of every person's pocket and then run. And so, um, you know, and then by the way, Dennis, this is shareable and, uh, Linda, Lydia Stark uh, posted something earlier and she posted this now. And so thank you so much for that, Lydia. Thank you, Lydia. Yeah. And uh, Stephen and I, most of the time when we hang up, we tell each other, God bless you. And so that's, that's who we are. Uh, Dennis, this is shareable. You can share it from any one of the platforms. Uh, It's going to be on my YouTube channel, third day coffee, Seguin, uh, Odie's going to have be, it to share. Yeah. I'll be plastering it everywhere. Yeah. I'm, we're, as soon as we're done, we'll download it and then you'll be able to pick it up on iTunes, uh, podcast, Google podcast, uh, everywhere that, that Spotify, Stitcher, NPR, you'll be able to catch this podcast everywhere. It's a great podcast. Um, uh, great guest. Uh, I love what you're doing with my coffee. <laughs> Our coffee. Our coffee, JR. <laughs> it's, it's your coffee. Master Blaster is your it's, coffee. You know what, though? This is this is our dream. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I couldn't have done it without my partners. I couldn't have done it without you. Um, through all of this, so many blessings. I'm just wow. going to say so many blessings. So, uh, Frank, Absolutely. I will get a hold of you soon. Uh, enjoy the weekend, sir. It'll probably be early next week. But, I, you know, for however many people joined us tonight, I want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. It's been an honor to be on your show, JR, and uh, look forward to doing this again with you in the future. That way we can share more stories about Master Blaster Coffee. That's it. So, listen, I'm going to put you in the green room real quick for a second, and I'm going to close the show, and then I'll be right back, okay? Sounds good, brother. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. And uh, there it is, Master Blaster Coffee. All right, folks, that's a wrap. And uh, that is season two, episode six uh, of third of uh, God Country Coffee. What a great guest! Um, you know, when you see the write up I put in there, he has sacrificed everything, he lost everything, and he's fighting back uh, with God and coffee. And it fits right in with what we're trying to do with God Country Coffee by bringing people who God's done miraculous works in their life. Uh, and and has put people in front of them. You know, God's story is is your testimony. So even if you think you don't know how to talk to people about your faith, 
all you got to do is tell people what God's done in your life. And that's, that's your testimony and that's his story. And so like I always say, treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. Until we see you next week, God bless.